guys, welcome to Cold Film Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, jump on your motorcycles, stay away from tiny gray Hulk psychic kids, and get ready for a bunch of mispronunciations, because we're talking about the 1988 cyberpunk anime classic, Akira. So let's just start the show. Mispronunciations? It's Mispronunciations. 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 See, I already pronounced something wrong. <laughs> Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for joining us, guys. We really appreciate it. Just do us a quick favor. Jump over to iTunes. Fill us out a review. Give us five stars. Tell us how great we are. And we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. I don't think we have any new ones for today, but that's okay. Because we know you still care. Um, also, just go to our website. Check it out. www.cultfilmandreview.com. Bunch of great content on there. All of our episodes are on there. Because someone said, finally, you guys are doing, because we're doing Akira tonight. They said, finally, you're doing an animation film. And I'm like, we've done animation films before, Wizards. You know, so go check those out. So tonight we're talking about Akira. Came out in 1988. Uh, it had a budget of 1.8 billion yen. Not sure how much that is, but that's, probably a lot. That's like $12. You have not been introduced yet. Uh, the, it had a box office of 6.3 billion yen. There you go. $13. <laughs> was filmed in Japan. It has a rating of R, and it currently sits at an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what it's about, it's a secret military project endangers Neo-Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member, Tetsuo, into a raging psychic-powered psychopath, and only two teenagers in a group of psychics can stop him. Cool. All right. So, as always, I am joined by the cult film gang of Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. What's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello. This is Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick this film? Um, I picked Akira because, I mean, you guys have all been saying that this month we need to pick, like, hardcore cult films. And, I mean, this is definitely a cult anime film. It's probably one of the... It's widely considered one of the best anime and sci-fi related anime films that's ever been made. And... I don't. I didn't know if anybody here had seen it before, and I just wanted to see your reactions to it. Well, that leads me to my next question: Who has everyone seen this film? Has no one seen this film? Who hasn't seen this film? I have not seen this film. So you are an. Akira I tend version. to shy away from anime, so I never checked it out. Another reason why I picked it. Mm. <laughs> I had seen this film uh, myself, but I hadn't seen this probably since I was twelve years old. Yeah, I was trying to remember the first time I'd seen it because I, I distinctly remember seeing it when I was like 14 or 15, but um, I know I had seen it before that when I was much younger because my brother Ryan made some comment or something about how some scene scared me or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I rented this bad boy in VHS. Nice. When your parents let you rent things they didn't know about. Yeah, they saw they saw a cartoon. They said, hey, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. This guy's got a pill on his jacket. Ain't no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, what is that, Doctor Mario? That's all right. Yeah, doc, what is this, Doctor Mario? Yeah. yeah, you can rent that, Cody. Little baby Cody, go ahead. <laughs> little, tw- little twelve years old, little twelve year old little baby. Uh, nobody knows when Mario got his PhD. Okay, Mike, when when had you seen this film? Thirty, thirty-five? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably about fifteen years ago. Uh, no, um, God, I probably was like same age, like twelve. Yeah. 12, because this film came out when? 85? Well, it came out in 89, but 89. then there was there was a, a re-release that happened in 2001. Right. And it came back into theater. But it right. hit like, what, I would say like in the 90s is when I remember seeing it on, on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been like 90, 91 when Which, it would have hit. Yeah. It was a huge ordeal because I, the only way I probably would have ever heard of this movie was at school. Yeah. From the kids just talking about it. I don't even know how I got around to, to watching this. Neither do I. I don't remember how we got I mean, around to But I've seen it. it a few times. I've come back to it a few times. This is probably yeah. my fourth or fifth time watching it. I just remember it making such big of a splash. It was like one of those things as a kid, like you had to see this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't I don't really recall why we bought it or why we picked it up. I just remember that, yeah, we got it. One it was it had to be one of those one of the summers when my dad used to bring it drag us up to a video power store and do like the twenty for twenty deal he'd swindle with the guy that was happy to be working as a dad deal how about 20 vhs's for 20 bucks the guy's like i don't care okay just get just get out of here that's like the same thing so all right (laughs) you're just renting more (laughs) hey man those were 2.99 a pop he was saving money was it tuesdays because they were 99 cents on tuesday it was was never tuesdays one day never a tuesday it was never a a school night yeah (laughs) get out of here well it's summertime so that wouldn't be the case So, uh, yeah, anime film, we really haven't really touched on too much. Uh, what is your general feelings on anime? Just, I want to get a general feeling on anime in general from the, let's just say general one more time. You want to say general? I do. Uh, from the group, I just want to know what your feelings on anime are. Just, you want to, you want to, you want to direct one of us to start? (laughs) Jump in whenever you guys, why don't you just start doing a round table? One, two, three, let's all start talking. All right, Chris. Chris, what is your feelings on anime? I don't know a lot about anime, um, and I just think that's because it never really interested me, so I didn't dig too deep into it. Um, you know, I think when I was a kid, like the most that I ever really watched was like Aeon Flux or something like that um, that was on MTV, you know, but even that didn't really like hook me, so my general feeling was not very interested. <laughs> <laughs> Is Eon Flux even an anime? I don't. It's probably American. I don't know. I think it is. That's the closest thing I can think of to anime, and, and I know just pissed I'll prob- off a lot of people, Chris. That's fine. I might get booed for it. It's just not my thing. Like, I'm just not into that style. I don't know. Anybody else uh, that have feelings? Um, my my um experience with anime has been really. I'm, I'm very I'm very uh particular about what I watch. Like I I'm not opposed to uh watching an anime film, but um, I prefer anime films that have um like at least some kind of I don't know some kind of grounding of reality or some kind of level of um like a drama type thing like there there's there's been a couple that I've been like really excited about and watched because it's like a psychological like mind fuck kind of thing but I just can't get on board with like the Gundam stuff with the robots and the the robots, mm, all that. Sh- I just can't. It's just too. It's too lacking of. Uh, it's all flash, and I don't feel like I get enough story out of it. Just all me right. personally. But. What about you, Mike? How do you feel about the anime? I like anime. I like anime. There's, a, there's. I mean, it, it depends. There's a lot of anime out there. There's so much. Uh, but I like a good Miyazaki film. I like a good Miyazaki film. That's a new word like a Howl's mo- Moving Castle. Oh yeah, you know what I'm no, talking so, about? so so something like little, that's good. A little more that like that's blue. a little more um, 
like I hate to use the word Americanized because it's it's very Disney based. I think his style is very yeah. He borrows a lot from Disney, but like I like the Berserk series. That's a that's a that's a pretty good. Uh, it's a manga, but they they did an anime of it. I always like that. And and I'm no I'm not like a big like otaku kind of dude. <laughs> I guess is the word to use. Like a guy that's like really into anime. I'm not. I thought a, a- I thought it, it's like a term, like for I somebody. I thought that term was for pe- people who were like into the giant robot shit. Is I don't know wrong? that it's. Re- I think it's just anybody that's really into Japanese culture. Uh, somebody will correct us. Um, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I like a good anime. Um, God, what else? I mean, but I think we all actually do have an experience in anime. Like we all watch Voltron, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we all watched like what were we talking about, Kyle, the other day? The Samurai, uh, uh, oh, Ronin me. Warriors, Ronin, Ronin Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, we. we I loved that show well, when yeah. I was a kid growing up. I think we've all the, had the shit Sailor Moon experience. Well, we haven't all it. had it because I haven't watched any of those shows. You never watched <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> you never watched Voltron. No, not really. Nope, nope, no. Nope. Pokemon. And just to correct myself, it wasn't Anflex was an American made television show, but it was done by a Korean an- animator. So there we go. Yeah. There we go. Oh wow. <laughs> I like how Chris was just like, you know what? Fuck you. Well, I was correcting myself. I didn't want oh, to no, no, come no. off like because I really don't know that much about this genre. So. I would I would say it's weird. Like when I was younger, uh, I was probably more of an anime fan than I am now. Uh, obviously, that love was started by Dragon Ball Z. I mean, See, I never got into that uh, show. dude. I got yeah. so into I it. The shit out of and that. then I, I watched it as an it. adult, wanted to punch my fucking face off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's because it's like, something... how many episodes do you need to power up, bro? How many episodes? <laughs> Someone just fucking shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, just shoot him because he's taken six years to power up. Yeah. It's like six episodes where yeah. he's, he's just tired like tired of being let on. He's yeah. trying to throw a punch. But I mean, he's just like the whole time going, next week on Dragon Ball yeah. Z. <laughs> nah, nah. It is. It is. It's like, and now Goku trains on the <laughs> on the on the on the, space on the magical ball. snake way or whatever the fuck it was. But I mean, that did that did lead me to other shows like Roma One Half, which I, I I'm a big fan of. Trigun, I like. Yep. Oh, um, Trigun's good. Yeah. yeah and this solid. and then this movie, Cowboy Bebop, is solid. Is oh Cal- yeah, yeah, very great, good one. Can't great believe we series. forgot that one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. Comparing those to again this movie is it's kind of hard because this is obviously this was based off a of manga mm-hmm. and then it's just i feel like they try to cram a lot into this i feel like you run into that issue um most times when you're taking a manga and turning it into a film because i mean most mangas when they're 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 relatively thick comics and they're like you know 30 volumes and it's like one movie like and they try to cram a lot of the stuff into it no, I, I definitely see your point on that in, in this movie. I did feel like there was that, was, that was like my biggest grab in this movie is there was there was a couple subplots that you could have taken out and it didn't affect the main story, which I thought was like the shining star of the film. But then you like spent time on these little characters that didn't really play play out or pay off in any way. You know what? And I would like to get into that more when we come right back. Twin ceramic rotor drives on each wheel. Let's see. And these are computer controlled. Anti-lock brakes. Huh. 200 horses at 12,000 RPM. You want to ride it, Tetsuo? All right. Let's hit it. I customized that bike for myself. It's too wild. You couldn't handle it. I don't see how you can ride something crazy like that, man. (laughs) I could. (laughs) If you want it so bad, then steal one yourself. All right, guys, we are back. We're talking about Akira. It came out in 1988. 
It is an anime film. Let's just dive into this mammer jammer, shall we? Yeah. Mammer jammer. Let's dive. Get into it. There's a lot going on, and I feel like I have a lot of questions of well, like what the hell is going on? Yeah. So I'd seen this film before, and I remember having the same thoughts as a kid, like, what is going on? <laughs> and I still have those same thoughts. So basically, it, it, it opens up with you're introduced to the kid, like the biker gang. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Canada and Tetsuo and their group of people. Some other guys. I forgot that other guy's name. There's so many other guys that well, it's they, easy they, to The names. only ones that really matter is Canada, Tetsuo, and... Um, that's really it, and then yeah. and then Kai, the Kai. The, the love yeah. interest of te- of Canada, and then I guess the general. Those are like really the, and the main players. Kids. Yeah, I forgot their I forgot their names, but I remember it's twenty twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven. And their that's numbers. The, their numbers are representative of the experiments. I'm a what what I what I think, and I can't remember. I wish I could. I wish I could remember, but the at the at the end of the movie when when um you're seeing basically the memories of Akira. You're like in that weird white vortex thing and you're seeing his memories. I thought what happened was there was a room full of a bunch of kids and then it cut to just those three. So I don't know if the other kids got weeded out, but I assume they were number 25, 26, 27 of the experiment. Yeah, I figured the other kids had died. Probably. And that maybe that initial explosion that actually opens the film, I should say that there's, yeah. there's like, oh, it looks like a nuke goes off. Well. And that's supposedly Akira that dying. Is. That that's that's Akira doing exactly what Tetsuo does at the end of this movie. He's I, I think they describe it. I, I I read up on. I think they describe it as like transcendence, like achieving a transcendence level. So it's this outward explosion, but the government covered it up as if it's a nuclear bomb that was dropped and it was World War Three or something like that. Okay, because you know you got to start a war. I got to say, experiments. Yeah. You, you guys were all talking about how you saw this movie when you were like twelve years old, and like watching it as a thirty-two-year-old, I'm like, I don't. Like, I mean, like, I couldn't pick it up at the first watch. Like, like I was definitely entranced by the film, but, like, there were so many things about it that I'm like, how did we get here? What is going on? You know? So, like, I can only imagine what you were thinking when you were 12. Was it just the action of the film that really I drew you so. in? I think so. I think so. The think button was, gore, yeah. too. Yeah, it was, it was the like, visual stuff. It was, it was yeah. more of a visual thing. And yeah. I will say, like, I've seen this movie probably... I don't know, maybe 14 or 15 times at this point in my life. And like, just like every other film that we've reviewed for this podcast, that was a childhood favorite of mine. Like I actually took the time to actually try to dissect the film. And there's definitely a lot more going on than I picked up on the first 15 times. And that's what I will give it total credit for is like, you can tell that there's a lot to the story, a lot of depth to the story of Akira, but you do need to watch it several times before you can really grasp what it is. Yeah, this yeah. movie is definitely like an ogre. A what? An ogre. ogre. Yeah, ogres have layers. Oh, you mean like onions. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say ogre? Because that's what Shrek says. Somebody hasn't seen... You don't know the animated classic Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're talking about, guys? Big fan. Big fan of animation here. Yeah. Wow. How, how, like long, how, long, how long you been holding that one in? We've been doing this for two years. First time you dropped a Shrek, I, Shrek I don't reference. I think that was the first Shrek reference I've dropped, but... It could, yeah, he could have said something else. Yeah. Um, I gotta say something. I've always been a little confused by Japanese sci-fi. It's always had that weird, like... You really gotta dig to try to figure out what the hell is going on. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I'm trying to think about this. I, like, I've beaten Final Fantasy VII eight times over. I still don't know what the fuck Genova is. <laughs> like, I, I know it's the bad guy at the end. I think it's Sephiroth's mother. I don't know. Like, I have no idea because mm-hmm. I, I notice a lot, a lot of Japanese sci-fi, like Ghost in the Shell, still don't fucking understand it. Like, I don't know what... Can somebody explain what Akira is for the audience? Because it you really don't grasp okay. what Akira is until closer here's, to the end. I don't even know if I still grasp what Akira well, I'll is. I'll hear what you guys say. Here's what, I, okay, here's what I'm getting. Let me see if I'm right here, okay? They did an experiment on some kids. They turned them into psychics. One of the kids went, not crazy, but like lost control. Of right? His, of his powers. Lost control of his powers. Blows up all of Tokyo. They lie, say it's World War Three. okay? Uh, now it's cyberpunk world. Post-apocalyptic cyberpunk world, and you know, kids are running around. Then, for some reason, Tatsuo almost hits one of the kids, mm-hmm. and for some reason, Akira just out of nowhere kind of chooses him. No, no, no. So Akira, Akira was a child of the program, right? For sure, but they use um, they use the name Akira as kind of more of an uh, umbrella, kind of a name to describe this psychic ability that exists in every single human being. Okay. We're all born, they, and they state that Kai states yeah. that in the movie, we're all born with this power, and from what I gather is this government experiment using these drugs and shit is able to amplify it in people that happen to show or happen to have um, a stronger psychic ability than other people. Okay. So they use the drugs to bring it out of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Akira is simply just this kind of it's it's grown to describe this force like a and, spiritual and force. Yeah. Is yeah. I'm guessing like he's a guy that it gets turned on, but he can't control it. Yeah, but Kai it, is not. Kai is a a, a girl that kind of gets it. It's like what underlying under her, and they are able to use it in her. I think, and then she I, becomes kind of one Kai, of them. I think Kai is um, just. I, I think she was just possessed. More or less by them, and they okay. used her. I, I, that, that's quite honestly one part of it that I don't fully understand. But they do make references towards the end about how Kai might have a stronger ability than everybody else. But essentially, the only reason it becomes active in Tetsuo, like I think it was always active in Tetsuo, but when he almost hits the kid, the government picks him up. Like, well, we're gonna like you know, let's take care of this fucking kid. That our experiment just almost killed, and in the process of like running tests, discover that he does have the same kind of wavelength that the psychic kids have. So they decide to just keep him and throw him in the in the program. Here's what I got. Go for it. I got that Akira was not just a, like you said; it's an umbrella term. Mm-hmm. But I almost got it as it was a term for God and God particle. Okay, because yeah, because at the end. I feel like there's something going on there. Like, what? why does the girl keep cutting off her sentence with, uh, what does she keep saying? It's like, and we're so close to, and then she cuts it off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the ones that they, like, they're taking turns finishing the sentence. What did she say? I forgot what it is. It's, it's something uh, where she, she alludes to, and one day we'll, we'll have it or something, or one day. Because it's already begun. Yeah. Yeah. It. I alluded, it, I, I thought the same thing, Cody. Yeah, That too. somehow, like, Eventually they'll be able to because the guy says something about like it's like it's the beginning of the universe or something yes. like the start of the universe. I'm thinking that one of these kids could like 
supernova out or some shit and like create a universe and maybe that's how the universe was created i kind of think that's what happens at the end i kind of think what happens to tetsuo like tetsuo loses complete and total control and then his finally meeting coming face to face with akira allows him to transcend into a new universe and that's what happens that well, outward explosion is it. the creation of a I don't new get it. I can watch Coley Mountain eight times. I'll be like, get it immediately. This I have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I always took it as like is is like they were trying to harness basically the power of a, the god particle as a weapon, and that's what they were de- developing these kids to, to basically. Yeah, I think they're definitely developing them as weapons for sure. You know, and it's it's I I for I think even the the scientist says something about the god particle. He says something about like he like, says, just says you mean the power of a god. He he describes what they have as the power of a god. This might be wild, but I thought this the whole time I was watching the film. Um, Do you, does anybody here agree or feel like there was a element of Stranger Things that was influenced by Akira? Oh, I, yeah. They they actually, it is. Actually, yeah. Yeah. They say say specifically Akira is one of the influences for the show. Well, then I'm not a uh, retarded for thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. No, you're not. So I was like, this has a lot of the same kind of themes That one, what's the other one? There's actually, there's actually that that movie that came out that is almost this movie to it. When I saw the trailer, I actually thought this is a live action Akira film. I can't remember the fucking name of Looper. it. Looper. Looper was influenced by this. Um, what else was? Looper? Chronicles was inspired Chronicles. by this. Chronicles. Yep, Looper was. Jupiter Rising? No. no. <laughs> what about Jupiter Ascension? Uh, oh, The Matrix was actually. Matrix was, was, yeah. was uh, inspired by this yep. as well. What about Warcraft? No, that was just no, a, no? That was just inspired no, by a video game. I don't, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just throwing stupid shit out there at this point. Yeah, it's it. I'm still kind of, and then like, there's the whole resistance. Like, there's the whole Star Wars thing going on where you get the resistance fighting. And then there's basically a mutiny between the in the government where the general basically says, you know, fuck the government, we're taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, they, tr- they try to take his power away. There's that whole subplot going on too. And what's up with everybody like really being into Akira? Like everybody knew about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it feels like a like a like a god. Like it almost means god. Like the, I thought they were looking at Tetsuo like Jesus. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Somebody, else, so, so I can't remember. That. I wish I could give the guy credit, um, but somebody wrote that the reason that the people were idolizing Akira was because the first time, the first time Akira came, mm-hmm. he 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 destroyed the city, and from the ashes came a bigger and stronger and more vibrant city. So they view Akira as destruction for rebirth rebirth a rebirth of the city because the city like they 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 do a good job in this film of really like driving home that the city that all these characters exist in is a fucking cesspool it's just full of like just just shitty people now you know what i mean yeah it's so, like the warriors yeah so they're so they're looking at it as if akira comes all of this will be washed away and we can rebuild again and start fresh and by the way i they did a pretty bang up job for you know th- 30 years after destruction, like building that city up because it was only 30 years. Right. But it looked like a complete city. Like 30 years later, I'm like, damn, how'd they get that done so fast? Yeah. Ingenuity. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The thirst, the thirst for rebuilding matrix, cyber civilization. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Binary. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing too, is is speaking and kind of going back to Akira and, and transcending and stuff like that. Like the big reveal at the end that Akira is just like little, Bits and pieces in glass jars. Yeah, and, and, and still a conscious being. Yeah. Well, yeah, he comes together again. Yeah. 
Sans a penis. No penis. He's a little dickless kid. <laughs> what? Did it, did I, missed, I that? missed that part. Did anyone notice that the three kids are like like praying, and then he like kind of comes together, yeah, and he doesn't look. Maybe, maybe he doesn't have the gray Hulk look, but maybe, he looks yeah. like a kid. And then he starts walking over there, but he's got no dick. Maybe there's just some things you don't animate. I guess. I, <laughs> maybe there's maybe it's the rape scene. Okay, isn't that yeah, right. <laughs> rape scene. Okay, is that like kind of like a godly thing though? Like non-gender. Like it's it's like yeah. non-gender. Yeah, no, he's right. I guess he's that's right. True. Yeah. I think there is a, a <laughs> what a dick version. I don't think there's a dick version. I think it's there. on Criterion, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing about this film is this was uh, up until 2014. This was the only animated film in the, in the Criterion collection. It's not a Criterion film at all. It is. No, it's not. Yeah, it was released on Laserdisc as a Criterion film. Oh, Laserdisc. <laughs> no, it was Pioneer, Pioneers on the... No, I, d- look it up. I, You know what? I will. Look it up. <laughs> I will. Until and Fantastic- I will admit defeat until if I'm 2000- wrong. 2014 when Fantastic Mr. Fox came out. It was the only animated film that was in the Criterion Fantastic Collection. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yep. A true classic. So uh, one thing I'll say about the film Google it, that, that I didn't expect, because, I, again, I didn't do any research or anything. I just wanted to go into it completely fresh without knowing any information, is I was shocked that this movie was made in 1988. Really? I thought that was... I thought that that actually made the film better, because I was like, damn, this is like ahead of its time. Like, yeah. totally ahead they didn't of its use, time. From what I read, they didn't use any um, computer animated. This is all just... Hand John. And it's beautiful. It really is. Oh my is. god. Yeah, like is. some oh, like yeah. the layering that they do with mm-hmm. like the animation and the transparency. I the, I, I, I've like, always loved the streaks of the motorcycles yeah. at the beginning. Yes. It's so All cool. All that looking. stuff, yeah. dude. Like it's really it, cool. it, it, I was shocked. I was like, this is really advanced, I feel like, for nineteen eighty eight. And that yeah. motorcycle is badass. Everybody wants that motorcycle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking would give anything for that motorcycle. Would anything. You? Anything? Yeah, put it put, get, offer the motorcycle. I'll I'll Testicles. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Here's my testicles, sir. Hey, wait. Where are you going? Leave me alone. Akira. Tetsuo. Something wrong? Akira. I don't know who that is. All right, so let me ask you some questions here. Why is this a cult film? I, I get that it is a cult film, but why is this a cult film? What what made this anime movie stand out above all the rest? Like, you know what, what? gave it? Because this gave anime a resurgence in the in the nineties. Because it was not right. very popular in the nineties, and then this movie hit, and poof, it was back. I think. I think. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if this is true. This is off the top of my head, but I'm wondering if it has something to do with the fact that cyberpunk was super cool around this time, and like this was a cyberpunk movie, kind of like it's kind of like a Japanese cyberpunk movie. Mm-hmm. Like it has a very, it has a, a very a very Blade Runner feel to it. Very hackers. Feel. Yeah, very hack. Yeah, like it's like no, not hackers, but I mean, <laughs> you got me to say it though. You got me to say it. Um. No, I don't know. Maybe maybe it has to do with that because in the nineties, that, like that's when cyberpunk got early nineties. That's when cyberpunk got hot, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was becoming a trend. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I can kind of see that. I can see that aspect. The, um, everything I read keeps saying that um, when this movie came out, um, the things that it was absolutely praised for was the 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 audio okay. on it, All the right. animation. The, the animation was 
like Chris already said how amazing it was. Animation really was like um revolutionary style of of animating the mm-hmm. characters. I is from from what I understand anyway. Um but yeah, the the movie movie had like the the Dolby soundtrack and it was just a really big booming. The sound effects were on point. I think it was just overall a really complete film and the, it is really responsible for like igniting that um that uh excitement for anime film in general in the west like that like that film really like is what propelled so much interest and brought the interest to the mainstream i feel like well i guess that's what i'm trying to figure out though what about this film i think it's just so bizarre but if you think another thing too is like before okay so in america what had we been exposed to from anime like voltron like I think Transformers, mm-hmm. um, it's like not- like Speed Racer, mm-hmm. uh, like Astro Boy, yeah, like those are kind of like the anime we hadn't really had in like an adult like right. adult, nowadays realistic yeah nowadays like too. anime you you go into an anime and you're like yeah I might be seeing something R rated or X rated I don't even know but like at the time I wonder if we didn't really see it that way yeah. From or a, even if it was popular. Yeah, from a first-time viewing standpoint, the things that I can pick out that would probably make it a cult film is, yeah, the adult themes. I mean, there's nudity. There's tons of violence. The action is basically nonstop in this film. Um, you know, it's very fast-paced, and and the story is extremely deep. Like, it is. It is real. Yeah. That, that, I think that's one of the... One, I, 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 honestly, like, you guys, and myself included... Like me and Mike have seen this a bunch of times. Cody's seen it before, and yet we are still grasping at the whys and hows about this film. And mm-hmm. I think that alone is enough to propel it into cult right. film status because it's just one of the things. Like, have you fucking seen this movie? Like, what's it about? I didn't fucking know. You gotta watch it. It's, a, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. And like that—that's <laughs> how it would build that momentum. Everybody kind of takes something away from it a little differently when yeah, they watch I think, it. I think that's the mark of a great cult yeah, film. Yeah, and it's great conversation because it's like, what did you get from it? Oh, I got this. Well, I didn't see that, but did you get this? No, yeah. I didn't see that. And yeah, I mean, all the great, I think, like really deep, well-written cult films like, you know, have that element to Plus, it. Plus, there, there's, fun- there's something funny about this movie like that we, we talked earlier about like different animes that we've all kind of been experienced to. Um, but this still... Just just watching it, you know, revisiting again. Still to this day, this is the one anime that the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm picturing this thing in live action and how fucking amazing it would be if it was in live action. Haven't they been talking about yes, that for like They have DiCaprio's. been talking about it for years. DiCaprio is I think has the rights to he it. He had right the now. rights. I don't think he has them anymore. Okay, yeah. Because he think... was they were talking about him uh making the movie and actually playing that makes no sense. Tetsuo? That would make no sense. Which I was like, no. Too old. I yeah. think I'd be really scared to see this movie done in live yeah. action. I don't know that it would be able to pull off. If done right, of the things. If, if done right, it. it you know, with the- these things, like, I, and I haven't seen the the Ghost in the Shell live action. I haven't seen that yet. Um, but from what I saw from the trailers, it looked like they stayed really, really pure and true to the anime in terms of like visually. That's like the only way you could really pull it off is if you stayed really fucking well. Close like to that. Dragon or, Ball Evolution. Is, I was going to say, or you could do really bad like <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution, yeah. which was just a shit show. Yeah. Some things just shouldn't be remade. I think that's, I think, but I would like to believe that whoever does take on the fucking gauntlet of creating it this really, film live really action is going to do it justice because there are so many people that are dedicated to this film yeah. that like, 
You'd have to, and I, problem, I don't know how then. you could skate around any of this. That's the problem. You'll never be able to make one complete because there is it's one of these movies that just has so much fanfare attached to it. Well, like you'll never be able to satisfy anyone. Like Attack on Titan or something like that. They're yeah. making a is that a live action movie I they're making? They I thought that was an animated movie. They I've made. never seen that, by the way. But I mean, I know I either. It does. Look I know people lost their shit when they were like, "Oh my god!" Like it's yeah. a possibility. It's it, you know, the one thing I will say that kind of hurts this movie for me at least is that. It is a solid two hours. I think it's like two yeah. hours and four minutes is the runtime, and it, the credits hit at two hours and one minute. I think it drags in a few places too. It does drag. Yeah, yeah. If I had that, that's definitely a criticism I have on the film. I think mean, we kind of talked about it earlier too. Was there's just so many subplots going on, like the the subplot with the um with the with the correct corrupt political guy who was. Kind of feeding the information to these to the to, to the guys that are trying to break into the facility and stuff. Like, honestly, this is the first time watch this movie that I realized that that short little dude was sitting at the round table. I always just figured he was the guy in charge of this group, but he had no association with the politics of of Neo Tokyo at all. So at the end, when the tank is trying to bust through his house, I just thought. Oh, they found out that he was that he's the Levering leader. I never actually realized that he's part of the the political system and the whole coup de grace that's happening. That's why he's getting he, they're trying to to break into his house. I never noticed that. Awesome. And if you watch that scene, if you fucking blink, you miss the fact that he's sitting at that table. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those subplots that doesn't even exist. And, and he's part of like he's also like running somewhat like running the rebellion with that dude with the mustache. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. That that. The rebellion. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word, but yeah. I thought that subplot could easily have been removed from the film and it would have saved some time for sure. Like if if the rebellion was just all I needed to know was that there was a group of five or six people who are rebelling against this government program. I would have been fine with it. I don't need to know that this guy sits on the council and he's and he's he's like, you know, feeding them information. He's kind of fueling the rebellion that could have been cut out and saved so much time there was just little bits like that that just and it didn't pay off anyway even when you find out what the whole deal was it hadn't it didn't pay off and help the plot along in any way no i agree i i agree with that and it's there's just yeah there's something about this movie that drags a little bit that i feel like hurts it and i don't know if it's so many subplots or i think it i think it is the subplots and i think it's the way they're interjected into the story like they just kind of come out of nowhere at certain points and you're like what the fuck is going on now and then it disappears and you're like all right well now we're back with uh canada and like his story and you're like all right now i'm back in it again and then it jumps over to something else and you're like what did i miss a piece yeah. here it would like, have been perfect if it was basically canada and tetsuo's story mixed in with the rebellion as well and then those two those two opposing story though those two stories then come together towards the end of the film and it would have been good but there was just a bunch of extra ancillary shit peppered in the film that just kind of helped to mostly drag it back and I don't know if this is just me, but does anybody else have a hard time connecting to animated characters? I didn't know. Not at all. Not at all. For, See, I for, do. For me, I probably connect more to animated characters than I do real life well, people. Well, you love Belial, so. I did. <laughs> uh, no, I no, but I, I mean, I'm the, I'm the type of person that will cry my fucking eyes out at a Pixar film. like, And I have cried at a lot of Miyazaki films, too, mm-hmm. because of that, too. But, um, I yeah, when I, when I watch an anime... I, I get pretty, I pretty get tear yeah. up pretty, pretty easily. I, guess I just have a hard time because I'm just like, I know they're, 
not real people. So, like, you know what? I don't know. I just have a hard time connecting with animated. (laughs) I have a hard time connecting with animated characters. And Mm -hmm. and, 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 see, for me, it really comes down to how well that story's written, how well that character is is written, and especially when it comes to anime, how well the voice acting is. Yeah, and this this. It's it's interesting. I think everyone here watched the same dub version. If you watch it on yeah. Amazon, we all saw the same dub version. There's there's an original dub version um, prior to Pioneer releasing the film in like '90 or something. And I went on YouTube just because I wanted to see what it's like and watch it. And it's the dubbing is so bad. I personally think it's so bad. There's no emotion or anything. And that and this film is actually praised for the amount of emotion that the voice actors put into it, which is why I can connect to a character. There's a few. I, there's a few though. That are that are, I felt like were uh, in this one dragon. Yeah, in terms of like uh, the 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 dubbing or There's the no voiceover in this film. There's no not no dragging. Uh, <laughs> I meant uh, just like weak 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 spots. There's, in it. There's, There's a few characters I was like, dude, you're really. But You're those, overacting the shit out like of this. I feel like those are characters you probably just fucking, some of them you cut out. Like I, the scientist was one of them where I was kind of like, eh, I'm yeah. not really into this dude. I feel like when Tetsuo gets his power and he starts turning corrupt and, and kind of evil, like you're supposed to feel for him like, like, oh no, this is happening to him, poor guy. And I never feel that way. Well, this way. is the problem. Like, I, this is my main problem with the film. And it's only the first watch, so you know it could change if I see it again. But I, I, I couldn't understand why Kanada uh, was so attached to Tetsuo that no matter what the dude did or no matter how much havoc he created, he was still trying to help and save him. And I get it's like the buddy friend thing. They grew up together, all this stuff. But like there was a point where I was like, bro, like this guy's fucking off as rocker, dude. Like he's going to destroy everything. Yeah, what are you doing? Imagine if that happens to like Cody. Like, yeah. Okay. Leo, out of nowhere, he just like fucking loses his mind yeah. and he becomes and he's just like it happens all the time. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> you would, you would, you would probably still feel. I didn't understand a level the, of. I didn't understand the 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 drive that he had to. That was his one mission. Really, was to get yeah. to him and yeah. save him. Well, like, they kind I, of they they, they and, and they they try to fill that in because at the end, when Connor gets sucked into the white light, he's first living all of Tetsuo's memories. And all the memories are of ever since they were like children together in like the same orphanage school thing mm-hmm. that they've always been best friends. And Kanada's always looked out for Tetsuo as a brother and treated him as a brother and feels like they're actually brothers and family. So it's more of I think I think that that drive to want to protect him and save him, I think it's more of a brotherly thing yeah, than but it is a friend. I thing. can say, like, honestly, ever since me and Chris have been in that orphanage school. Yeah, and we grew up together, and we've yeah. been like brothers. If he started fucking exploding people with his mind, I'd be like, "Well, okay, we got to put this motherfucker out, down." There are, <laughs> there are some things I, I wish I, there. I wish there was actually more of that of them in the orphanage. That that is a part that I actually do feel like there's a disconnect too, because I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, like I, I want to see more of that so that when Tetsuo actually does die at or i.e ascending to wherever the fuck he goes yeah. um, that you do feel like a, there's a loss there yeah. um, the other thing I don't understand is when they're battling in the uh, the Olympic arena thing sure. why he turns into a giant baby no 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 no. Uh, what, I have an answer for that at, at that moment uh, Canada is, is is trying to shoot him with a fucking laser and kill him yeah yeah and I understand that he makes a, a a point to say like, well, if anybody's gonna kill him, we're gonna kill him. Yeah. But like, he goes, he 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 jumps back and forth from that real quick. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be the one that kills him, and then all of a sudden he starts kind of exploding. He's like, maybe I can save him now. It's like, 
Really? He's a giant fucking baby. Yeah, I think he's trying to kill his chick, bro. You got to protect your chick. I think I, I I don't know. I think that has more to do with like the let, let's talk about the baby thing because I found that the most interesting and the reason he becomes a baby. So basically, what happens to his body is he gets his arm cut off, right? Mm-hmm. So he uses his 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 psychic powers to basically reconstruct a metal arm. Well, part of his psychic abilities is a complete and total control of his body. So regenerating stuff or whatever if he needs to. But as that power gets unlocked, it's the same time that he completely and totally loses control of his powers. So then his body is just replicating itself upon itself, upon itself, upon itself. And he becomes this gelatinous fucking blob of flesh. And it's only at that point when Tetsuo, throughout the entire film, is this, I'm powerful, I'm taking control, I'm going to be the boss now. It's at that point where he realizes that he loses control, that he becomes like... He resorts back to being scared, being weak, and his body takes on the form of a child because I think mentally he's mm. back into the place of being a child. That's again. interesting. That's why Kanada's like, "Holy fuck, this is my friend." Well, he—he he, it's also the the one time that he he asks Kanada for help again. Yeah, exactly. He says, "Help me," and it's just like it's just such a for me. It's still very weird mm-hmm. because I felt like there would be a moment where Kanada would be like. Like stop this! Like I don't know. Yeah. When he's like trying to shoot him with a laser and kill him off. Well, he shouts that when he's stuck inside him. He's like, "Stop this, Tetsuo! Stop it now!" No, I know that, but I'm talking about the, when they're fighting at the thing. And I understand it's like that, that seemed like a very sibling rivalry yeah. fight. Yeah. Like because it's it's almost like a joke the way they're going back and forth. Like especially when he shoots him and it goes right through him and he's just like, "No, it's not fair! That's stupid!" Like that sounds like something a kid would say. Yeah. To their brother, where he's just like. Like, no, no, it, no, no, you said the rules were like this. Well, I can change the rules. I'm the big brother. Yeah. Like, you know. I definitely agree with that, too. I, I definitely got that from it, so. You guys got way more than I did, though. Let's take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll talk more about Akira. What's wrong? Have some trouble? Yeah, but I already took care of it. And you're too late. You missed the show. Tetsuo, you had me worried again. I figured you'd be standing here sobbing like a little baby. Kanita, you've always been a pain in the ass, you know. You've been telling me what to do since we were kids. You always treat me like a kid. You always show up and start bossing me around, and don't you deny it! And now you're a boss, too, of this pile of rubble. Kanita! That's Mr. Kanita to you, punk! All right, guys, we're back, and it's all good because we're talking about Akira mm-hmm. tonight. Let's get into some of our favorite characters. Anyone have any favorite characters they would like to share? I really like the Colonel. I do too. I like the Colonel because you. I, I think he's a bad guy at first, but then he kind of turns into a good guy, and then I don't, turns back into a bad guy. I don't think he ever is a bad guy. I don't think so either. But he does come across that way. Uh, I think it's at just first. your natural. It's it's your natural thing. Thought to think he's like a Thunderbolt Ross or some shit, like like yeah. the bad uh, well, he, anti-hero. When he started yeah. showing compassion for like the kids and stuff like that, I was like, okay, like this guy's cool. And then like mm-hmm. when he sort of take, you know, when he basically we were talking about the scene earlier where he's like, 
you know, takes over. Yeah, he takes over, and he's like, you know, basically fuck the government. Like we're running my show right now. And I was like, yeah. Was anybody <laughs> else like waiting for him to grab a guy into a pile driver and jump up in the air and spin All day and, long? Yeah, and then crush him down. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was gonna. He kind of looked like Zangief a little bit. Yeah. I thought he was gonna he take totally on. Did. I thought he was gonna take on the Mad Gears at uh in. God damn, I'm doing a lot of video game references tonight. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Uh, no, I would say that's probably one of my favorite characters, too. Anybody else? I love Kaneda. Yeah. He's always been my favorite. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's cool. He's kind of a, he's kind of a douche, some, some of the film, but I guess I, I really connect with like his connection to his friend Tetsuo, who's almost like his brother. That's why I have a hard time connecting with these kids that I'm supposed to like, because they're all kind of fucking douchey dirtbags. Yeah. I mean, they're all gang. Yeah. They're all That (laughs) that scene when they like rip the girl's top off and like. That was another gang. That was a rival gang. I, and I, but I feel like it wasn't like handled appropriately. I feel like they were just like, get out of here. Shut up. Like, go away. Get away from me. And I'm like, this girl just basically almost got raped, dude. Like, she got beat up and she got beat up. Yeah. She got her fucking top ripped off and then the dude just fucking sucker punch you right in the nose like whoa dude like, <laughs> god damn didn't see that but coming did, haven't we had this conversation so many times what is it every single cult film's gotta have some kind of rape scene in it gotta it's gotta have it I think it's, that's because that's horrific I think people yeah. try to you know I always it's one of those cheap yeah, I did like the kid that was uh, the Hulk shots. villain the what? The Hulk villain, the kid that had like the little floating chair. I forgot oh, what the Hulk oh, villain's oh. name is, but he's in the Hulk and he's a villain. He's got yeah. a big brain. Yeah. So he's like Modoc. Answer me this yeah. about those three kids, like the the three main psychic kids. Um, are they old looking because of the medication uh, they're on? I, that's what I gathered. That's okay. how. That's that's what I took from it. Is okay. that it? Like it prematurely aged them but it's stunted their growth at the same time. Huh. Interesting. Because yeah. they because they were because keep in mind they were in the program. Thirty years ago, when when Tokyo first blew up with Akira, it looks all right. They and look they, all they, right. They're, they're normal kids then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone have any favorite scenes? Yeah, I I'll, I'll start because that fucking when when uh, Tetsuo first breaks out of his hospital room and he's in the hallway and there's like a bunch of security guards there telling him he's got to get back in his room and he just like I don't know what he fucking does. He like flexes his brain and like the whole hallway like is like the sphere and all of the guys just turn to liquid fucking yeah. flesh and just get sprayed across the room. That's, that, that's a fucking crazy cool scene. I like scene. that scene too. I like it. No, I would yeah. say that's probably my favorite too. Anytime there was like some kind of like psychic violence on There was, on screen, so, was, much was pretty, much, pretty much into it. There was so much blood and gore in this movie. That's what, I'm think, that's what I'm saying is like I need, I need to go back for a second watch to really pick out a favorite scene because I feel like every scene to me was a spectacle. Can I just say something? We need to get this 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 thing back with gangs where we're there where they're dedicated to you know a certain look, yeah, know? like the warriors, like the warriors, yeah, exactly. G- gangs in real night life need you know like they need a look, yeah, the baby doll gang or you know something like yeah, that. Yeah, they need a theme. That's they need a theme. Theme. Yeah. They need a theme. You're not a real gang unless you have a theme. Colors don't mean anything anymore to me. <laughs> you <didn't> no, <laughs> I need a physical theme. Yeah. If you're going to be taken seriously, we need you to dress up like characters. Yeah, <laughs> we need cosplay gangs. Yeah. Is what cosplay we need. Yeah, we need more cosplay. <laughs> Baseball theories, the clowns. Yeah. If you're really going to be scared, you got to be more theatrical. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's not, that's the only way someone's going to take you seriously. Yeah. Well, people have done that shit. The the fucking clown thing is real, dude. The clowns and shit. Eh, that's not really like. I'm a, glad that's, that's not like an organized gang. I'm glad that that you know fads what? died. Juggalos are not gang members, guys. <laughs> Can we please establish that? And it's wrong to say that they are. <laughs> you might be insulting some people out there, Mike. <laughs> I'm 
on, I'm on the Juggalo side, everybody. Please. All right, guys, let's rate this bad boy. What are we going to rate it? Uh, Chris, if it's possible, I want to rate it uh, Canada's motorcycle. Um, yeah, I don't think we could do that. Boom. Canada, Canada's motorcycle. Let's do it motorcycles. With the Canon logo on it. Are we going to get yeah, in trouble that's, for that's that? That's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. The fucking Canon logo on it. BMW logo on it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first this time around. Um, I, I man, I'm still at a, a loss. I think I know what I'm going to rate this. Um, I will say this first and foremost: animation is beautiful. Soundtrack is amazing. Um, uh, it, it, this is it is a piece of art. It it really is, and I think this the story is too. Man, I I just don't get it. Um, and that kind of hinders my 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 rating for it and not, be, not because I don't, I don't want to say, Oh, the rating is hindered because I don't get it, but it's not a clear enough story for me to go like, this is so magical. Um, so with that being said, I will say this needs to be watched by film lovers in general. Even if you don't like anime, watch this film because it is, it is a film first and foremost. It doesn't matter if it's animation or not. Um, and I will have to give this a 3.5. I, I'm borderline four. Uh, I just think I need to rewatch it to, to maybe give it a four to, to go. Oh, in a couple of parts for me to give it that rating, but I'll give it a 3.5. Let's go with uh, Mike next. Going into this, when Kyle said, yeah, let's do Akira. I was like fucking 2.5 solid 2.5 for me. Like it's a film that I've seen, like I said, like maybe four or five times, never got it, you know? Um, well, that's what I like about this show. You get to go into it and you get to look at it from like like a more of an analytical uh, viewpoint, you know, not just from like, oh, man, Akira again, it's slow in some places or whatever. So uh, with that, I almost went to a three uh, after seeing it. I was like, yeah, I got to give it a three. It's solid, you know, solid visuals. Still, 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 don't get the story though. I feel like Mike's about to pull a pull a uh, nah, Sergeant Kabuki man. On I don't me. do I don't do the same joke twice. <laughs> um, no, uh, after the show though, after, uh, changing my mind, I'm gonna give it a three three point five. Um, it it really is visually a beautiful film by by any regard, you know, throughout any genre. Um, yeah, it's slow. It could, maybe a half an hour chopped off would have been nice. Um, it, it it could use some work. I feel like there are certain places where it fe- I feel like it needs some work. But I feel like sometimes like that's a lot of anime. Like they don't they don't like stress like sometimes when they just want to show like a connection, they just show them like hanging out like at a concert or something, and that's mm-hmm. enough for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, where it lacks in story. Still, it's such a beautiful film, and there's some badass scenes in it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5 motorcycles, one unicycle, and three motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> is that Chris? The, is that the front of the bike or the back of the bike? I don't know. I'm going to get that Canon logo care. in there, so the front. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a first-time watcher and not an avid anime watcher, um, I was very nervous going into this. And I also had heard that it was a very long movie. Um, so, you know, we all know that Chris is uh, famous for falling asleep during films. But honestly, um, I did not fall asleep during this film. I watched it from start to finish very intently. And um, 
I really liked the film. Um, I, I could be the first to admit that I don't fucking know what this movie is truly about. And I probably won't know until I watch it several more times. And even then I may never know, but that's okay. And, and, and to me, it's like, I know there's something there. I know that the story was written with a purpose and I know that, um, it wasn't just meant to be a visual spectacle, although it was, um, I loved, almost every scene that I watched the the animation was beautiful. I did find myself being connected to the characters in a certain way, maybe not emotionally, but, um, interested enough to follow along their journey. Um, so I'm going to have to give this a 4.5. I, I think this film is, is a, it's a great film. And, and while I might not understand it completely, it is one that I would go back and watch again like a holy mountain to rediscover things that I missed because I know there's definitely some things in there that I missed. Um, and I would definitely recommend it to anybody, even if you're not into anime, because um, it gives you something that you've never seen before. And, and I do like the whole spiritual element if that's what that is there. Um, and yeah, just just check it out. I mean, you know, it, it's a commitment, but it's worth it. Kyle. Uh, yeah, Akira. Um, I was really nervous uh, suggesting this film for this podcast, and um, I had talked about it for a few months um, about picking it, but I didn't know how everybody in the group would take it, knowing knowing Chris's personal background when it comes to film and anime, and um, uh, Cody. I'm impressed by everyone at this table right now. Um, and you know what? The movie deserves it, I think. Um, it really is such a deep, well-written film. You, it, I know it's well-written. I might not get it like everybody else, but I know that there is just so much going on that brings me back to the movie and keeps me watching it. As I started out as a child watched this movie for visual, for the fact that it was so visually pleasing... And as I get older, the more I watch it, I start to unravel a little bit, little bit by bit of the story that's involved. Yeah, you know what? There is certainly scenes in this movie that um, there's subplots that I think you can easily cut out of it. And it wouldn't detract from the film. It would just only serve to kind of speed up the film and keep you more engaged in the story of Kanada and Tetsuo. I think this movie is a story about like, like brothers and friendship and how that gets put to the test. Uh, and I fucking love it. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. Ooh, shit. God, Chris was going to give it the highest. <laughs> Go, see it. <laughs> Go see it. Go see it. I, I, I couldn't recommend this movie more to, and everybody at this, t- at this podcast table recommends it as well. And I, and I agree with Cody a hundred percent. If you're a film lover, um, I think you just need to see this movie because this movie has elements of Stanley Kubrick in it. It's got elements of Christopher Nolan in it. It's got a um, bunch of other fucking things we've mentioned. I can't Stranger even think right things. now. Stranger <laughs> Things. If you like that show, you'll definitely see the correlation between that that show and this film. So by all means, check it out. There you go, guys. That's our show for this week. Uh, I did want to say, well, uh, I want to give an update. Breaking news here. Breaking news? Yeah, oh. we did get another review. 
Oh. Yeah. In the, the time one. that we started recording till now, to, they, they did not. I, if they did write something, it's not posted yet. But the the star rating is there. It is another five star review. So thank you for whoever did that mystery person. Yeah, we really appreciate that. If it does pop up, we will we'll put it on next week's show. Uh, if you wrote something, sorry, iTunes is kind of slow with that stuff. But the the rating is there, so we appreciate that. Thank you for filling that out for us. Yes, thank Fantastic. you. Yeah. So uh, shout out to question mark. <laughs> Got <laughs> out until next week. Yeah. <laughs> so we really appreciate that, guys. Make sure you do that for us. You can check us out on social media at Film underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle. At- you can follow me on Instagram at Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at, at Film underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike at at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. See you next time.